0: Hi, my name is Adam. Hi, my name is Johnny.
1: Hi, my name is Bridget.
0: Hello, Brian. here? And, and we've, we've never, never seen Dune. Dune.
1: 2021.
0: Yeah, the new Dune. The new one. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine Owl Watch It. You heard all of our names of top, so we won't go through them again, but this is the show where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes all of us, a movie that we've never seen before, but we probably should have. This is a special episode, as it is a brand new movie that we will be going to see today for the very first time. The new Dune from Denis Villeneuve, day and date on HBO Max. We're here to see Dune. How's everybody doing today? Dune, Great. Wow. I like it. Yeah, I I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys have not heard, uh, we did the old Dune movie last week. So definitely go check out that episode where we go over David Lynch's Dune, kind of talk about some of our history with Dune. I was the one on the hot seat, but that episode also had a special guest, which you heard up top as well. But I want to officially welcome Brian back to the podcast. Yes, thank you. So you are here because you are... An absolute Dune head. You've been running through the Dune books at a rapid-fire pace. So I'll ask you first, kind of, what are your thoughts on this new Dune movie? Uh, having seen the old Dune and fan edits of the old Dune, and I'm assuming the documentary about Dunes that didn't get made, how are you feeling about the Dune that's coming out now?
2: I am um, ready, and I feel I feel like it's going to do a,
0: a, uh, a justice to it. I mean,
2: it, they've been working on it for so long, and... The reviews say that it's good. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really like looked too much into the content and how it kind of differs from the books and everything. But I mean, so I mean, it, I I am optimistic about its its uh, portrayal of the of the story
0: here. So we're, we'll have to see if that if that is the case. Okay, Bridget, what about you? How are you kind of feeling about going into this Dune?
1: Uh, I'm excited. I have. Try to keep up a kind of media blackout, not reading reviews, limiting any content that might shape my experience of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited and intrigued.
3: Okay. Johnny? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited for the experience of this movie. Seeing a big movie like this back, I haven't seen a big movie like this since maybe Star Wars. Yeah. And that was a huge letdown
1: that was a dark the day mm-hmm. yeah that was
3: a dark mm-hmm. day for a
2: lot of people yeah, mm-hmm. except
1: for brian who came out of the theater and said i don't know i liked it
2: I, I, I spent a lot of time like mentally putting myself in a place where i wasn't not going to like it well i, I essentially just put my expectations in the gutter gotcha <laughs> which which like I, I, they're not there for dune i feel like it's gonna be a proper adaptation as well i feel like from what we know about the the choices they made with uh casting it seems appropriate to me so i just hope it's it's not it does it does a justice to the source material and it doesn't which i feel like it should. yeah but love the director like all the
3: the uh the production the filmmakers behind it the casting i think is fairly spot on from what i pictured in the books um again some of the descriptors of the characters physically are different from what they are here but yeah i feel very optimistic
1: about it
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: How about you, Adam?
0: Uh, I'm excited, too. I came out of last week's episode being excited for the idea of Dune, knowing full well that the movie we watched was not the best version of Dune that it could have been. It tried to force too much through, and there was a lot left on the carding room floor. So I don't begrudge that for... Like, I don't hold that as the, like, this is the candle in which Dune needs to be held. So I'm excited to go and see what hopefully will be a more fleshed out, better uh, adaptation of the source material that I don't know anything about beyond that movie that we watched and some of the things that we maybe unraveled a little bit in the post show discussion. But yeah, I'm looking very much forward to this. I'm excited again for a big spectacle thing. You know, I've seen a few movies back since you know quarantine in IMAX. I don't have any of you guys been to an IMAX screening since pandemic.
1: I haven't been to no. a movie. Oh, yet. wow. So this is yeah. first return to the theater for the two of us.
3: Yeah, I saw The Green Knight and Candyman hmm, are the okay. two movies I've seen since pandemic.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been a bunch of like superhero movies and things, big action things that I've seen in IMAX. So this is perfect. Okay, this is it. the yeah. biggest like spectacle thing that has come out. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, we didn't really talk about it before, but we'll talk about it now. How you guys feel about Danny Villeneuve and what kind of movies of his you've appreciated. I really liked Arrival, which I thought was really really good and I th- and Blade Runner 2049 I quite enjoyed. That was another where he took source material and he made a really good, you know, compelling movie out of that. So yeah. I am very much looking forward to what he can do here. How do you guys kind of feel about his filmography? I like all of his stuff for the most part.
3: I think I mentioned last time everything that he's done I think is good to quite excellent. This may sound bad, but he is like a technical director for, for Foremost, mm-hmm. I mean, not in the way of, say, like like a Michael Bay or someone that just spends all the money on explosions and things like that. I mean, he's very thoughtful and methodical about the way he frames things, the music, the, the sound design. Everything that he does is so harmonious and just so polished. But he still very much cares about character, character-driven stories, and it's not always always spectacle. I'm, like, I really like Sicario, which, again... Didn't really have a lot of, like, action per se, but it had, like, a lot of tense moments. Mm-hmm. He's very good at building atmosphere, I think, is a really huge thing, which I think Dune absolutely mm-hmm. demands as far as film adaptations, if you're going to be tackling that. But, yeah, I've seen all of it. I think the only one I haven't seen is Incendies, which I think is one of his first ones. Mm-hmm. But you saw seeing, Prisoners. Saw Prisoners, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, 20, 20, I absolutely adored. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh you know, a sequel that absolutely no one asked for, like amazing. Yeah. Really, really good. So no it's and he's a slow storyteller too, which this also lends itself to to you need to take your time with the story. You can't rush it, so what
0: about you, Bridget? I
1: have no familiarity with any of his movies. I've not seen Arrival, I've not seen Twenty Forty Nine. Oh wow. Of them, so Okay. But I did there was a little leak in my press embargo. Um, and I did uh, read a snippet of an interview with him where he talked about his love of the book hmm. and how he has dreamt of one day adapting it, which
0: There's a recent a, interview or a, like from 20 years ago, a video service of him wanting to do Dune?
1: Recent. Okay. But I believe they talked to one of his, his good friends um, like from when he was essentially in high school talking about like, we... We talked about wanting to adapt it then, okay. and so for that reason, I am feeling very optimistic.
0: Nice. What about you, Brian? Do you have any familiarity with any of his filmography? I do not know.
2: <laughs> <I> do <laughs> That's not. fine. But I, I yeah, um, I don't. I actually, I watched a YouTube video the other day <laughs> that like explained the plot of Arrival. It just okay. So that's all I've seen <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it seemed like an interesting movie it was like a, one of those like arrival explained ending explained and I was watching it and I've never seen the movie but I okay. I you know that's terrible that's yeah, all right. like, yeah, he doesn't even write it so it doesn't, yeah. it's doesn't. it gotta be relevant but yeah I think he I think looking through like he had directed a bunch of movies but I think he actually was credited as a writer for Dune and he hasn't really written yeah, other correct. movies yeah So, this might, like, first time he's been credited as, like, the writer of the the movie he's directing. Like, he's writing, directing, producing, where in other instances he's just straight directing the movie. So, it's definitely more his
0: production soup to Mm -hmm. nuts than anything else. So, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, given the interviews talking about how much he loves the source material, that's probably a good thing. It means he understands it more than a Hollywood suit who says, we've got the Dune rights, let's do Dune. Yeah. So how about the uh, the cast? Are you guys familiar with anybody in the cast? Anybody that you're looking forward to a performance from? I think the one that I'm looking
3: forward to most that I have not seen at all really in like the trailers a lot or any of the media is Stellan Skarsgård as the Baron. That's what I'm looking forward to. Just because it's a role of demands to be very just cunning and icky and thunderous and evil so and he always plays those roles very well he's always sort of tapped to be villains which is sort of I I don't know a good thing and a bad thing you know it's like oh this guy again he always played the villain but he is you know he is caked in just tons of prosthetics Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see if he brings a more sort of evil murderous uh, soulless person to this role than say just a weirdo from the Lynch one.
1: For sure. And he has a, he brings a level of unease anytime he's playing someone bad. That like ickiness of not, I'm just, I'm outright evil and gonna do and say yeah things. Like, it just like you're right. scary and you make me
3: uncomfortable. And there's parts in the book where the barons, like the Baron roared, the the Baron yelled, or whatever. But with Stellan, I think a lot of the times the roles that he takes are just they're quiet, but they're just like, like you said, menacing. just very icy and menacing and subdued. And uh, which I think would be great for uh, this because I think what Lynch got wrong with that is sort of Baron not being sort of like. Uh, like a war strategist, intelligent, politically cunning, here, I think Stellan can convey a lot of that with just a few words that he's just, you know, intelligent beyond the people that he's working with. And I'm excited most for that role. But overall, I think all the casting is really well done. I mean, Mm. they're all just, it's it's stacked. I mean, you can use
0: the word stacked here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the poster has enough big names on it to where you're like, okay, this is a this is a big deal. What about you, Bridget? Anybody in particular you're looking for other than uh, Stalin?
1: Um, there's one, but we can cover it post-show. Okay. Depending on how it goes. What kinds? Uh, that I am intrigued by. Um, <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, that's yeah. the one
3: you're intrigued by most?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm mostly just excited because I think he's very nice to look at. <laughs> and I'm glad that <laughs> they v- finally v- made Leto hot. In this adaptation, a, yeah. that's a critical.
3: It's a, very a handsome, critical point. it's a very handsome cast, like pretty much all
0: around. For the
1: yeah, it is very beautiful. Even Stellan Skarsgård is like handsome in that ugly way.
0: Yeah, yeah. How about you, Brian? Uh, Do you want to look at Oscar Isaac <laughs> on the biggest I'm format possible? Well, yeah, I mean it,
2: the um, the sci-fi version of Dune, the miniseries, had, was the worst Lido depiction ever by William Hurt, which is technically a good actor. He is a good but, yeah. actor, just but a, he, a complete he was miscast. like. If you if you've ever seen his performance in that, it's like he admitted that he was like addicted to sleeping pills at the time, and it totally <laughs> shows too. Seems um, sleepwalking his way through so it. That was yeah, absolutely terrible. And like the editor had to like edit the time in between words so his sentences were longer, uh, were, were, were more you know concise rather because they were the way he spoke, everything was too drawn out. Um, that had been something I read, and just the 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 Leto and um Dinch and and Lynch's Dune. Was just there for five minutes. Fine. <laughs> he was fine. No charisma. He didn't have, yeah. Because yeah. no, the way not... he's described in the book is like he is, you know, he's supposed to be like the most charismatic, like handsome yeah. guy
1: yeah, in the universe, be, pretty much. He has to be the type of person that you throw your whole life and belief system over for, as Jessica does. So Lynch's, Leto, not doing it for me. I, Oscar I, Isaac, I could see it.
2: I think what, like, what for me, like, seeing all the adaptations and even knowing what actors are going to play who. When I'm reading the books, like, when and I'm imagining the characters, which ones, like, pop in my mind. Like, for me, I feel like Gurney Halleck will always be Patrick Stewart. Hmm. I think it was so, so spot on. I, I just, I Josh Brolin, I'm sure, will be good, but... For me, it'll always be Patrick Stewart. Maybe it will change. He's, he's so this. clean,
3: though. Like, in the book, they describe him as being ugly, and they get the well, scar, no. and all just, yeah, just, but just he's, a... yeah,
2: but Yeah. Well, he Rollins gets... More... His hair grows longer in the Lynch one, after he's with the... Um, he's, he looks it's a little my, rough. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's a little haggard. I just think he's perfect. but um, And he is. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, at first, I was kind of nervous about Jason Momoa. In the film, because I was like, oh, no. I, my concern was that we're going to, like, marvelize Dune and make it just more of, like, a popcorn action-y thing and, like, not include more of the cerebral kind of heady elements of it. And just having this guy that, like, you know, Aquaman, and he's, like, in the superhero movies, like, is going to... There's a lot of superhero actors in this. I know, yeah. But the more I kind of think about it, I think he would be good. And, like, when I'm reading the books, I, I kind of imagine that he's a good fit as well too as like yeah. the the character gets more developed in the in the books but um yeah I think everything is is good to go as casting I think that Tim, Timothy chamolet is a good choice because he looks so young and Paul is supposed to be young and you know scrawny like that yeah. at, at least at the beginning but um yeah I am
1: also intrigued to see more of the Benessasseret hmm you know how that is portrayed the reverend mother i just want to see her be witchy and Mm. badass i feel
3: like with all the adaptations though they did a fairly decent job with that role like they always have found some sort of like witchy looking yeah some crone yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like across the board i think at least with the sci-fi one and the lynch one they always found like that particular scene they always do like it. Yeah. Because I think maybe just because the scene is so well written and described that like it's so hard to fuck up, I think. Yeah. But I see what you mean. D- yeah. d- d- I
1: don't I don't have any fear that it'll be bad. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. Mm. Right, like right. I would
0: like to see it again. Oh, Adam, what about you? Casting wise, who are you looking forward to? I mean, I like a lot of the people in it. Oscar Isaac, I think, is great. I'm looking forward, I think, most to Timothy Chalamet, just because yep. he'll be front and center. And I haven't really seen anything that he's been front and center in. I was just looking through his IMDb, and I think the only thing I've even seen him in is uh, Lady Bird, and then he's just the romantic interest. He's not like a front and center person yeah. in the movie. Like I never saw Call Me by Your Name or That's Little really Women or any of these <laughs> other ones that he's been in. But everyone always talks about how great he is. I have no basis to say, nuh-uh. Um, <laughs> so I'm interested to see, like, what he can bring to the table as the lead, as someone who is going to be, I assume, a main focal point throughout this story. So I'm very much looking forward to it.
3: Let alone trial. in a huge movie. He's always been in these, like, indie leads. Yeah, exactly. Now he's, like, like, he could walk away being, like, a movie star now, opposed to just being, like, an Instagram
0: well, I, I mean, he's probably whatever. still a movie star, because even the... No, he, he is. He and Obviously, he gets clout and stuff like that, but... Yeah, because even the indie ones, I think the difference there is that these aren't, like, just your indie comedies that people like, and they're fall by the wayside. Like, he's yeah. nominated for things. Like, those smaller projects he does are Oscar caliber. Yeah. So I think that lends a lot of gravitas to his name. But this will set him up as potentially being both an Oscar candidate for a movie that you want to cast, and also an action candidate or a blockbuster candidate for a movie that you want to cast. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do uh, with this. But is there anything from previous adaptations, be it the, um, the Lynch one or the sci-fi series that you felt they just missed the boat on that you really hope this one gets right to make this the best possible version of Dune that they can. The one thing that I was going to say
3: is, and I did, I've not seen the full sci-fi one. I've only seen, like, maybe an hour or two of that. I don't even think I even got to Arrakis yet. Like, they were still just on Caladan when I stopped watching it, but water discipline.
0: Hmm. The, yeah, the you I- talked about that a little yeah, bit last
3: Yeah, the day. idea, like, that it's just so scarce, and that they're going to this hot planet. Like, I want to see, like, people, like, hurting, like, physically, mm-hmm. sweating, thirsty. I mean, there's details in the book, you know, there's a scene where, and I don't, I don't know if I want to say this, but someone spits at, like, on, on a table, and it's automatically seen as a, a sign of disrespect, but later on it's found out that it's a sign of respect because you're, you're sacrificing your water. the water in your mouth yeah. for someone. So, I mean, some of those details, I think, would be cool if they included that. okay. And then, yeah, like Brian said, like the cerebral part of it, I really hope they find a nice line between not alienating non-readers, but also treating the readers who've respected and loved this book for so long not just because it's a fun sci-fi with spaceships and laser yeah. guns and cries knives and all that other shit, but that it actually is cerebral and intelligent as well.
0: Sure. Bridget, what about you?
1: Uh, agreed with everything Johnny said. In the Lynch adaptation, which is flawed for reasons that were outside of its control, a lot of the big cerebral ideas, thematic ideas, were communicated through sort of character voiceover stream of consciousness. hmm which in many cases was cribbed, it just Control-C, Control-V from, from the book. Yeah, And so I would like to see those themes explored and examined and like put to the forefront in a less sloppy way. Okay. Like I hope we still get insight to all the various motivations that these characters have and the, the plans within plans and the plotting in a more elegant way.
0: Yeah, without just to think, speaking of, like, I hate this man. Yes.
1: Cool, we know. I
0: like this duke. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Sand. <laughs> How about you, Brian? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, it's just to echo Bridget, I mean, really just kind of, like, the nuance of, like, why things are happening in the book. Like, things happen and things will happen in this, in this movie, but there are so many different reasons why. And it, there are so many different motivations and a lot of nuances as... As to why these things are happening and how they're happening and who's allowing it to happen and for what reason and what, what one person knows and what another person knows, which would be difficult to really show on film. But I'm, I'm hoping that they don't go down a path of just like hitting story beats without a lot of the background uh, intention of characters and, and, you know, a lot of the nuance with that as well, too. Yeah. I hope they don't like boil down the the story to just a series of events and not taking time because a lot a lot does happen, but there's a lot of in between explanation of, of what characters um, think is is going to happen or, or why they think it's going to happen. And but I hope all those like small details are, are not breezed over if for the sake of like you know an extended action scene where people are doing flips and their explosions and stuff. <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious to see how this movie
3: moves because a lot of... And I and I hate to keep going back to the book. And again, at the end of the day, this is a movie podcast. And when we do get out of this, I hope we're not completely going back to the book and skewering the movie too much because uh, it is an adaptation at the end of the day. Yeah. But uh, the book... Uh, the way the story moves, a lot of the big beats and things that happen in the, in the movie are completely telegraphed to the reader ahead of time. So yes. you're well aware of what's happening. Mm. Multiple characters are aware of things that are about to happen. So it would be interesting to see if the screenwriters decide, hey, let's drop that and just surprise the audience along the way. Or do we tell the audience, like, hey, this is going to happen and make it less of a surprise for a book. I mean, it's you still find a lot of amazing things happening in the book, even though they are sort of like told to you ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But if they decide to go that
2: route or not, or maybe find a nice middle ground. And that's a good point. A lot of things are told from every point of view before they happen. And, and yeah, surprising things do happen, but you see them coming, but it's just so beautifully kind of presented then it, that it's just fun to follow along too right but but that's a good point the movie may do something like that where it surprises the viewer you know just for for the you know for the sake of shock and awe yeah yeah Yeah. and just have it be more memorable and have you kind of more in the point of view
0: of paul instead of you know everyone (laughs) i don't know i don't know without having the reference beyond just that movie it's hard to kind of know especially since this is just a part one I would like to see if there is any of that specialty fighting with sound that it's better than a gun. Because that was the part to me that was just like, that's really silly. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, they have this new technique of fighting using sound, and it's a gun that you yell pew pew, and it does it like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly right, right. Uh, exciting or thrilling or something different than what we've seen. Because like part of what I think will be cool about this is it can be a little bit different. This isn't just going to be Tatooine. This isn't just going to be something similar to a sci-fi epic that we've watched before I'm hoping to get a different sense of atmosphere and a different sense of things and if it just reverts back to a gun then it's going to be kind of a a letdown I'm hoping that aspect of it if it's even in this movie is uh, better but uh, one last quick thing how are you guys feeling about this being a part one only do you think that there's a logical middle point of the book that they can stop this and if there is Do you think this will be a complete movie? And obviously we'll circle back to this in the the post-show, but I kind of just want to get your feelings of your anticipation for that going in.
3: Yeah, I have a natural spot for it. I'm hesitant to say when I think they're Mm -hmm. going to do it. To what you're asking about as far as it being like a natural end, something to that effect, I don't know if it's going to satisfy a lot of people because it's not a huge grand ending. Mm -hmm. But I think it can be elevated with... Good cutting editing, music, whatever they can end up on a triumphant note, mm-hmm. but it's still very much the beginning of the story. I think even when you get like halfway through the book, it's very much like you've watched like or read like two or three seasons or two or three episodes of a season of a TV show. gotcha so again, we'll see, and this will be a discussion later on whether yeah. this deserves is this the right uh, medium for yeah. this for the book, but I think, I I have in my head where where it could be, but yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I do think there is a place where I think they're going to stop. Whether that makes sense as a natural stopping point for a film, I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay. I'm just hoping that I'm not like, I can't wait for more Dune, and I'm still probably going to have to wait three or four years Mm -hmm. for more Dune on the big screen.
2: Yeah. Brian, how about you? An interesting question is like, is a film the right format for dune as a story i i still i i I feel that it's not (laughs) but definitely you know having it be two parts makes complete sense i feel like the best format for it is a miniseries or a show or like how how they handled thrones Mm -hmm. um i i still feel that way but there is there is a part in the book that definitely makes sense if they cut it there but it's kind of interesting but we've always had the book that's the source material. It's kind of like if you think about like Star Wars and like Empire. If that was always one book, where would you cut b- the two movies? Would it be like you know when Luke and, and Vader have their confrontation, or do you feel like there's another part? You know, with the trilogy, or just those or two just like those first two. If that was like one, <laughs> you know, just like well, there's like, is is a time jump on? when they get when they go to when they go to Hoth. There yeah. you go. So there's. And now we're going to, there is a time jump in the novel too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But so, so there you go. So that's, that's where it makes sense to me to do it. Um, So, yeah. I mean, again, I still feel like a a show is still the the best format, but we'll, we'll see. could be whistling a different tune.
0: Yeah. I think the movies can work, but you won't know until they're done telling the story. Yeah. So like, You could look back on this five, ten years from now and be like, oh, man, the Dune movies, the best idea they could have done. You couldn't have had that budget with TV. I can't believe we got four books worth of movies in eight movies or however many movies it takes them to do it. But like, man, blown away by that. But we won't know until it's done. But I did want to just get a baseline for you guys. So we'll see. I guess I'll be the barometer for this in the after part of whether or not it was a good, concise ending for someone who doesn't know necessarily what's to come outside of the, the Lynch version. But yeah, I think it's about time to uh, to go check this out. So any last final thoughts? Anybody wants to get out there before we uh, get ready to hop to the theaters?
3: Yeah, no, I, I'm really excited. I'm excited to finally see the, the right amount of money put towards this project because before you always got the cheapo effects, even though as... As welcoming because Brian likes the shields from Lynch version. <laughs> but again, seeing all that done in a professional, solid, a lot of money thrown out of these special effects, I, like the worms, I'm sure are going to look amazing. Mm. So I'm looking to see them get all that right with the right amount of money. And then also to be, I mean, you read the book as a transporting experience. You feel like you're going going there. But there are chunks of it that I feel like they they can take liberties with. They can show parts of it like without spoiling anything in the book. They go from Kaladin to Arrakis. There's no there's no chapter about them traveling there mm. at all. So that all the stuff you see in the Lynch and all that stuff is just people who made that stuff up. Okay. They they space took pig. yeah space pig is yeah. was not in the book. Um, in the First book in the first book. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see where they sort of take those liberties and and make it like a seamless uh, flowing story. You so. add
2: stuff too for world building. You know. Oh yeah. A, like, you know, Lynch had added scenes, which I thought were good, um, that helped kind of put the, the plot in perspective and do some world building, too. So, I mean, it, it would be interesting to see what they feel like they they could add to the story, too. I know, I, I suspect that the movies today that we're going to watch, they're on Kaladin. Like, there's a lot more Kaladin scenes that are described in the book, too. And I think that's for character development, but we'll see. We'll see what they add, to because that'll... It's like new Dune content. That's kind Mm -hmm. of exciting. I appreciate it. I'm
1: just ready for the spice to flow.
3: (laughs) Uh, Before we completely end though, 50 is a number I think we didn't talk about.
0: Yeah, this is our uh, our special 50th episode. So we wanted to go big with an IMAX screening of a brand new movie. So very exciting stuff there. Thank you for anybody that's listened to a second or a minute or a whole episode or all the episodes. Definitely uh, really appreciate that. You guys having fun still? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready for another (laughs) fifty? Yeah, go onwards and upwards. All right. Well, then, what do we have to say for ourselves? Fine, I'll watch it. We are back. We have just finished watching 2021's brand new theatrical and day-and-date release by Denny Villeneuve, Dune 2021. Now, we all just got back from the theater having seen this, and it was quite the quiet car ride, so we could save all of this for you, the listener, but I want to know, how are you guys feeling after watching this movie? Brian, you're the guest this week, so I will start with you. How are you feeling after watching this movie? I feel good. I feel a
2: little, um, we went into the theater and it was daytime and now it is nighttime. So that's always <laughs> interesting. It definitely was an experience being in a theater, a loud theater uh, with IMAX and loud speakers, I think louder than your standard uh, movie theater. I think there's IMAX and also Max sound too. And I, it was reminded how kind of gross it is being in a theater with, with, people who are just with the candy. How did you like the movie i <laughs> don't <laughs> i'm sorry yes um so with regards to the movie i thought it was uh, i thought it was fantastic i thought it really conveyed the story really well and and i don't know it just was it was a it was a feast for the eyes um and the ears and every every scene was uh immaculately composed and it conveyed a mood throughout Like, I don't know, if I were to give a criticism of any kind right now, I would say that I would just want more, you know, more of each character, more story. It was two and a half hours. I was ready and raring to go for another two and a half hours uh, as well, which is a good thing. I don't even know if that even counts as a criticism. But yeah, initial reaction was, it was fantastic. And I thought it just, I, I couldn't think of a better job as far as putting this part of the story on the screen for an audience, you know, just for a general audience and, and for people who are super nerds
0: of it, I think across the board people will be happy with this. Nice. Bridget, how about you? How are you feeling?
1: Good. My jaw was agape through a lot of this movie. Okay.
0: In a good way? Notice. In a good way. Okay. In a good way. I could easily be shocked at how bad it is, so I want to, I want to clarify. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was excellent.
0: Nice. Johnny? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I do have...
3: I, I need to see it again, I think. There's yeah. a lot of things that I am have in my head. They switched some scenes around. Some characters said lines that other characters said in the book mm-hmm. or in a movie whatever. But yeah, knee-jerk reaction was that it's just a huge, huge epic movie. Like as Brian said, a feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, scenes also were jaw-dropping
2: to watch. Yeah,
3: I really enjoyed it. I mean, we'll dive
2: more into it, but yeah. What about
0: you? I mean, you have not read the book. Was it, no. Was it, was it more co- coherent than the uh, the Lynch? Oh, Leaves and back. Yeah, <laughs> Leaves and Bounds. Yeah, this is such a better movie in every aspect. Um, so I uh, I quite enjoyed this a lot. I'm very much hoping for a part two. I want to see more from the world. I want to see more of the cast and, you know, more of of the directorial work here. It was all good. The action was better. The storytelling was better. Some of the really wonky things I didn't like about the Lynch version aren't here, like, at all. And I had a little bit of a tough time at the beginning kind of putting that other adaptation out of my mind. Just because it was so recent that we watched it. And I knew going in that I was going to try to let every part of that go. But some of it was like, wait, which character was this in the other one? Wait, who's playing this? Like, what mm. what guy is this? Um, I did that a lot when they first got there, and the um, the scientist like liaison transfer person was like not Max Van Seidel Obviously, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's the that's the same person, right? Okay. Which person is this person? Okay, but I got it. But then it kind of all just washed over, and it was it was totally fine. So I yeah, I liked this so much better than the previous Dune, and <laughs> think it was a a much better movie on the whole than just a good movie in general. So I I'm very excited about it, and very excited to to go and see a hopeful sequel that we'll maybe get in two to five years
3: <laughs> now we'll get more into it but having have you seen the Lynch version like a
0: adaptation of this mm-hmm. did it help anyway did it hinder yeah I mean it's hard to say because like I don't I don't know what it would be like having not seen it it seems like everything is clear and concise yeah. and they really do a good job of kind of setting up the world without just like that overall narration at the beginning that the Lynch one has. And I and it's going to be hard not to compare and contrast. Sure, But I mean, all we have to go on in terms of what we were expecting for this comes from previous movies and the book. So it's don't feel bad that we're going to do this because it's the only way really to talk about it. But I think they did a really good job just kind of setting it up. I don't know that I would have been confused if I hadn't seen the previous one. I would have understood again, the basics of a space opera kind of thing of like, there's an there's an empire. There's an emperor. There's various warring factions. They all kind of like or don't like each other. There's a means of production. People want that. It means money. Like it all kind of makes sense in this movie without having any knowledge of the previous material. So I thought that was fine. I thought they would like made a nice concise, tight package. Yeah. So yeah, not too bad. I'm trying to
3: think what is even the first scene we see in the movie
1: it's chani's voiceover oh uh, well yeah, jumping a... out they're sabotaging a spice harvester
0: Yep, right god yeah, yeah, yeah. fremen so just kind of setting up that like this is their planet they know how to work it they're popping up from the sand they've got all their special covers they're blowing up ships and basically saying if you want this shit you gotta come through us Kind of establishing them as a force to be reckoned
3: No, right. It's, it's a great way to vilify them right, right off the bat, because I think it's not really there in the beginning of the book, nor is it really there in the beginning of the Lynch version.
0: Vilifying the Fremen or the Harkonnens? The Harkonnens, yeah. Okay.
3: Like, making them, like, be out to be, like, these brutalist people mm. who just don't have any remorse or care, really, for the people.
0: Well, that's a change, too, from the previous adaptation. In the Lynch one, they're called Harkonnen. and this one, they're Harkonnen, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: I think both th- are pretty act- much
0: acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Actor not saying it's wrong.
1: Actor, yeah. How they want to wrap their mouths around this strange names, mm-hmm. changes yeah. from person to person. I mean, I've
3: seen interviews with Frank Herbert and he calls them Harkonnens. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, so. this one's
0: more accurate then sure yeah <laughs> in more ways than one i'm sure but
3: yeah i mean people i mean even earlier today i called it a cries knife but they call it a chris knife chris here from you from know that. what i mean like there's yeah. people just mispronounce it all the time because they're just not they're just different yeah. mediums yeah. and things yeah. exactly
2: yeah. they're yeah. just that's made of words really C H and see people yeah. pronounce differently mm-hmm. but i i love the amount of like detail too that was in the movie like stuff that they, they didn't have to put in but was good you know you you see like the atreides they have their own it's the atreides battle language they have like their own language too so they they when they're communicating their subtitles on the screen that was that was awesome that like all the they, hand movements they do well, they, they, there's yeah. there's the battle language and then there's the hand movements there they have like a sign language too mm-hmm. um so like having those details in there just like just gives you know more depth to 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 the characters and the stories and everything and like the the movie has a lot of little details that like you can miss, and it, and it does demand a rewatch. If you're can if you're ever kind of confused, I feel like if a viewer is a little confused with why things are happening, I think all the answers are in the movie. Some things are a little bit more nuanced, or kind of briefly mentioned here or there. Um, but it's all in there. Um, so it, it's just one of those movies that, like, if you don't get it first, you watch a couple times and, and it, it's all in there, which is great. Unlike, you know, how the Lynch one was, which just straight up did not have any explanation for any yeah, yeah, of that. Really, yeah. And, but yeah, it, yeah it, it was fantastic. Obviously, some things are like consolidated, char- you know, characters and in, in things consolidated or a shorter way of expressing how something happened. But it was just explained in a way that really... Messed with like the mood of the movie or kind of like the soul or the intention of the characters or anything and, and any kind of you know consolidation of events. So I thought it was done really
0: well and and how it was put up on the screen there.
1: There's a human spider proxy as well.
0: Yeah, is that We're... in the book? No. no, no, that was weird. They just wanted to, I guess, express <laughs> how weird how they are.
1: Twisted,
0: <laughs> <they>
1: <laughs> yeah, prime,
0: so twisted, just... just a big old spider who could totally hear. And listen and follow directions. <laughs> there's
3: a, there's a number of things they added, in, particularly in the third act, that are not in the book, if I remember correctly. Like what? Well, like the whole like ornithopter chase that they have. Typically, they have they, they escape in the ornithopter and they
2: crash it, and like they're done flying shit for most of the book, really. Well, no, they they escape again in the second when they when they go to the ecolo- ecological station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there's there is an ornithopter because they they go through the storm in you know. it.
0: Okay. And they ride the storm out. Um, and they look like grasshoppers here. I know that oh, you were yeah, talking about how they, yeah. they wanted yeah, they, dragonflies. They nailed the
3: look of this. At least yeah. when I read the book, I mean, before I even saw the Lynch version, mm. that's exactly how I pictured it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they do look exactly like dragonflies. So yeah, when yeah. you guys said that last week and we saw a box with wings, I was like, okay, I mean, they, it they changed it up a little flying bit. flying the
3: air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but this,
0: I was like, oh, I get what they were describing because, like, there it is. There are the right, dragonflies right, right. Right, there on, <laughs> right there on the screen. Yeah, yeah. I love the visual style of this overall. Like all of yeah. the the city, like the city within the like safety wall or whatever, looks way better than Arachnia. Yeah. yeah, all of the suits look way. We don't have any garbage bags. There's no Missy Elliott syndrome here. Like it was all.
3: Oh, the star card looked excellent on this. Yeah. They look really yeah. menacing and brutal. And we actually got a, a chance to see their planet for like a
1: minute. Oh,
0: Seleucus,
3: oh,
1: Yeah,
2: Seleucus? they didn't need to do it.
1: Secundus. Rocked.
2: They didn't need to do that. So no. Stuff like that. Stuff that's that's something I was really looking forward to. Stuff they'll like inject into the movie that maybe like was yeah, that didn't really need to be in there because it's they, in book one. You're not really on Seleucia Secundus at, at all, really. But like showing that was really cool, which they, was an interesting decision because the Sardaukar are supposed to be dressed as Harkonnen soldiers. To the, they're like they're supposed to be wearing their garb, so everyone thinks it's just a straight Harkonnen. But, but as they fight them, they know that they're Sardaukar, But they just chose that's It'd be a little, little kind of shortcut yeah. they picked for the movie. Like they they're wearing Sartakar stuff because it was supposed to be a secret in the invasion. But that's that's something that like would require more like adding another like ten minutes to the movie to like give give an explanation to. But they, that they didn't need to. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't yeah. even
0: I don't even know that it would have. It didn't read to me as anything other than just they're here to fight. Like because I don't have a sense of what their armor normally looks like anyway for all i know they're just look the same way yeah. and then there's the line that duncan has where he's like when you come up against one of them you you know yeah, yeah. you know it right so even if they were dressed differently this, it still would have played the same in the
2: book too yeah like it was obvious
0: but they were they were supposed to be under
2: the guise of just being straight
0: yeah in an army yeah the whole like subterfuge plot of the emperor doesn't really work when you send the your own elite guard to back up the other faction, like one of the factions and they're all wearing different armor like your plan kind of falls apart, but I guess the, the idea was nobody gets off this rock anyway, so who are they going to tell? Yeah, hmm. And we've jammed comms and all that anyway. But yeah, all the suits looked great. Now, I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I I was a little confusing visually, because it was raining on the uh, that planet. Kaladin. No, the Sardaukar S- Prime or whatever.
1: Secundus, S- 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 yeah. S- yes.
0: Do they, do they have people that they were like bloodletting and yes. then scooping the blood? Because yeah. yes. I was like, is it raining blood? Because it's raining and they're pulling from the pools and the pools are blood. But that's cool. The Good.
1: throat singer, just like oh, <laughs> yeah, just oh,
0: yeah. So, so menacing, sinister, sitting inside of a Super he's Mario like, pipe.
2: Like, oh. Seleucia <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> S- Secundus is uh is like the prison planet. It's like it's it's kind of like a Australia. It's, it's kind of like Arrakis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Arrakis, but like in, in like a different way. In the sense that it's it's like a it's a really tough planet to live on it's a prison planet for the emperor's home of the emperor's home planet the emperor like owns both planets and mm-hmm. uses this one as a prison planet and that's where they train the Sardacar soldiers so it's like the Sardacar and the fremen are like the toughest fighters in the universe the fremen being from the tough planet of arrakis and the Sardacar being from the really tough planet of solucius so it's it's cool that they really just showed all that that stuff there to show you how like much of a pain in the ass that place is to be at. Like, all those guys that are being tortured are probably fighters that, like, weren't up the snuff and just being sacrificed. Like, they didn't go... Or just prisoners, yeah. too, as well. Well, I mean, they showed at the beginning
3: of the Harkonnens how brutal they were. And they're mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't believe how brutal these guys are. Like, that's basically what
2: they come on to show. Yeah. Give a little bit of background. It's just interesting. There's no fade. There's no sting. Yeah. I, I have a theory that maybe they're going to consolidate Raban Glasu Raban into one, into one, and fade into one character because I feel like that could work. Fade being the the beautiful sting in the. Uh, I mean, it the, would make you. I think you can get away with that.
3: It would make the fight at the end of say this part yeah. two with because they're setting Ra- Raban being like that much brutal and bigger, like yeah. a big
0: guy versus a tiny little. Mm. And they're introducing him early too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me if we got a fade introduction in a part two, given that you could say like, well. Mm -hmm. Batista, you didn't kill the kid that we sent you to, like, you didn't do the one thing we told you to do, which was kill everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing in another stealthier assassin, and that will kind of interplay and be a a through line of that next one. So it's still not without possibility, but I did notice that immediately of, like, oh, there's only the one dude. Yeah, right. I I still think they may consolidate the characters, too, because... They have, because, like... uh,
2: Cause, well, because Fade at this point in the in the in the book, and even in the Lynch version too, the, Fade is there with the Baron. It's not it's not Raban. They're scheming against the Atreides and like laying the plan out. Like Raban's like not even there. He's like in the background. He just brings Raban in because the the Baron was going to give Arrakis to Piter, um, but Piter dies, and he's like, well, I guess I'll give it to to Raban. And Fade was always like being groomed to be the the, the next Baron too. So hmm. it would I, I think that. Yeah, I think that it's they might just consolidate the character because bringing Fade in like when he already should have been in the story wouldn't make as much sense as like building Raban up to be this big bad guy that Paul like might get his ass whooped by later in the movie. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. This movie is more explicit than Lynch's Dune about the Betty Jester breeding program.
2: And yeah, I thought it was great that they mm-hmm. ha-
1: like how they are doing these sort of deliberate things hopefully eventually produce this Quizette's Haderach. And, you know, they kind of play, in the books at least, plays a larger role in their plan, so I mm-hmm. wonder if he shows up as sort of the foil in part two. Okay. You need the Benny Jesseret to be, oh, all right, well, Paul failed, because then he's dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have to start putting our eggs in this basket, True. distasteful as it is.
0: Yeah, because they do hint at the fact that they have other people that mm-hmm. they could potentially... Yeah. Um, think is the hat rack. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're always trying to do... The Benny Gesserit are always trying to do damage control for their kooky plans that Yeah, never work. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the witch's plan of in anything. It's like, it's going to go according to my plan until it doesn't, and then I'm going to say that was part of the plan, and then I'm going to pivot to plan B and make it seem like that was always the plan. Yeah. Because I'm a witch. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that they were explicit that... That they just glazed
2: over in the in the Lynch version, and it's it is like a huge part of the story how the Benny jesserit really are kind of pulling the strings behind everything, and they've they've injected through their uh, religious engineering program, they've engineered this like messiah myth onto Arrakis, and like, mm-hmm. just just in for the case of if a Benny jesserit is stuck on a planet like that, they like plant these things on all these different planets across the galaxy to save a Benny jesserit's ass if she's ever. On a planet like that, and it just so happens that you know Paul and Jessica kind of fit this this uh, this story. So I can't,
3: I can't remember if the mother, uh, the Reverend Mother, would actually went to Giddy
2: Prime. She
3: was know, here the, in this in this movie.
2: That, that, yeah, that was an interesting choice yeah. that I didn't fully understand why they did. She she goes in I
3: mean, just like you said, they're trying to convey that their hands are in a lot
2: of. They are, but jars, like, but. yeah in in this Dune twenty twenty one, it shares a scene with the Reverend Mother. And she's with, she's talking to the Baron, saying we we got to make sure that Paul doesn't die because because he's could be the Quizat Haderach. But I don't know. That was an odd choice to have her kind of communicate directly with the Baron to say that.
1: I think it's necessary in an adaptation where you don't show Padishah Emperor Shaddam the Fourth. You need <laughs> you need
0: Some the kind Reverend of Mother to be
1: acting as the person who's kind of moving the different chess pieces. Which, in theory, yeah. she, she would have been yeah. in she's, the book as well. I also think it, it
3: shows that, like, even something like the Harkonnens have respect, like, respect for the Bene Gesserits, like, a sort of professional respect for them.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This almost puts the Bene Gesserits in the same vein as the Guild in the Lynch version, mm-hmm. of, like, they are this group that basically everyone kind of kneels towards, even just metaphorically. Like, obviously, they're not bending a knee the way they would to the Emperor or to a duke or a baron on one of these planets, but they're all, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, whatever you say, like, you know, you're giving me what I want. Uh, you're getting what you want. I assume. So like, we're all, we're all good. We're copacetic. Nobody right. has yeah. any beef with you. You're, you're all fine.
1: Yeah. This, this adaptation is a better depiction of the sort of the political ecosystem yeah. in the mm-hmm. book. Cause in the book, it's, you have the spacing guild, you have chome. They don't have, mention
3: chome at all on this movie, Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Which is
1: fine. This. But there's only so many players we can have
2: mm-hmm, at yeah. the
1: table at once. You have the Landsrad, which are the various like
2: major houses. Major
1: houses. You have the Emperor, and nobody has quite enough power. So mm-hmm. you're all of these different organizations, including the Beni Jesseret, these factions, have their different approaches to maintaining power. No one can make any kind of direct moves against one another. Mm-hmm. And so everybody has a little bit of a Begrudging respect while also being backstabbing, Mm -hmm. and I did enjoy that
2: part of this. Yeah, and those are the things that are like hidden in the movie that are like totally correct in like the Dune universe and like Herbert's story that you may not like fully get the first time watching it, but it's it's there, and it's a movie that it's just gonna age well, and like the more you watch it, the more you're gonna see these little things. But yet, yeah, I mean, it, you hit the nail on the head. There's about like the ecosystem of like the Benny Jesser at the Lancerad and the Space and Guild and and Chom and and the Baron as well and the Emperor. Just all kind of like there's not one that that really has... has full control over everything, and they have to they have to have a symbiotic relationship in some sense at this point in time.
1: With that said, I think the movie still works because a big Dune head who knows these things and is like, ah, that's a reference to the Butlerian Jihad or whatever. Like, if you have all these, like, a deep knowledge well, you'll find things to appreciate at the same time. Adam, you can speak better to this. I don't think you need to know these things to enjoy the movie because it is, Herbert did well in writing this great hero's journey. Mm -hmm. So the arc works kind of no matter what.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think that I'm sure I'm missing out by not having a deep book knowledge. The same way that when I go see a comic book movie, I know I'm getting more out of it than yeah. someone who has not had like any... Little Easter eggs. It's Correct. Like, hey, that's a reference to this, like, character. Yeah. Like, this is a little, you know... Yeah, and more, like, it's, you know, it's not so much the little ones where it's like, oh, the license plate is actually the issue number where yeah. they debuted, <laughs> but it's like, oh, if you know that name, you know that this person becomes another person and they're integral in this big thing. So it's the same kind of way. Like, if you have that extra knowledge, it's it's good for you and it makes the movie even better. But in terms of this, like for me who knows nothing, I don't feel like I'm missing out because I don't know about the other political factions, about the other motivations of characters that maybe are hinted at in the book or expressly stated in the book. The fact that they're not here doesn't impact me. I don't think.
2: Yeah. I feel like if you watch this movie and you've never read the book and you, then you go to read the book like it's real. It's just gonna enrich the story. It's yeah. not gonna like confuse you or be like, wait, why is this this way? It's just gonna like enrich it because the movie did such a good job going through the story correctly <laughs> and well and and not diverting. And it's just and the book just just has that same story but just more rich details. One thing I thought that they did in the movie that was fantastic was and Lynch kind of messed this up too, like. Paul's ability to see the future is not, with Spice, is not Paul seeing the future, it's just Paul seeing futures and like different alternate realities as well it's one point he sees that Jameis is his friend and his mentor he sees like uh choni killing him <laughs> in in one a- no, <laughs> I, I I I call it choni uh w- at one point he sees her ki- killing him but, mm-hmm. in, but in another one he sees him falling or sees himself falling in love with her and that's accurate Uh, as well, too. And it really helps with the story. And like, you know, you don't know, Paul doesn't know what's going on, going to happen. He's confused by this. I didn't really
0: either. I was confused (laughs) when he was going to have a fight to the death with the man that we saw flash forwards of giving him all of his knowledge and helping him along the way. So I was a little confused by that. But again, it doesn't really take you out of it because you're just like, oh, he was hallucinating. I don't read too much into it. Right. I don't think of it necessarily like his powers are coming in and now his power set is changing because he doesn't know which future is real it was just like oh well, that's not how it played out but okay that works like it is what it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't yeah the, the
2: way the spice works at least for paul is like it won't tell you exactly what's gonna happen it just like gives you idea different scenarios of the future
1: hmm.
2: which which is awesome awesome that they did that what did you guys think of paul overall i mean he the kid was probably born to play the to quite <laughs> honest with you like he did a really good job yeah Cause he's
3: supposed to be cons- he's supposed to be really frail and uh, ignorant in the beginning, and <laughs> still intelligent and obeying his his uh, his mother and his father, but slowly but surely finding his way. Like even like towards the end, when he gets into an argument with Jessica, like in the tent, like that's like over, he yeah. starts taking over, and like that's where I was like, okay, this is what I wanted to see. I was hoping that they didn't kind of just- because that would have been one note, but I know the filmmaker is smarter than that to not let that go and have it be. Show an arc of him
0: becoming more, uh, like j- charge. I jumped in that moment when he yelled at his mother with yeah, the yeah. voice. I jumped. <laughs> well, got, the, voice oh, the voice in general was amazing in this. Yeah. So, yeah. Much. so much better. Because it's not just a Batman voice of like, eh, do what I want. It's <laughs> like even the first one where it's, it's not kind of used right, where he's where Jessica's like, make me give you the glass. And it does this thing where Paul's mouth moves, but you don't hear any sound. And then the sound like reverberates in with that, like, Echo. And the I sound was like, design
3: in this movie is incredible. I was like, oh, that's a despite, way better by, way to despite do it. me having a huge headache right now. Still, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, like it, that's more from the commercials before, probably. Yeah. yeah,
3: but like the voice and and people who watch HBO Max, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But like the voice in the, like an IMAX theater was truly something. Mm-hmm. It shook the whole place. It felt incredible.
0: Yeah, that was a much better way to convey the voice than just be, do it. Do the same thing but grab yeah, It was like 3D yeah, yeah. sound. You know? It was
3: yeah. like 3D sound, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the voice, the voice was pretty good. I also liked how there was no internal monologues in this, because that was a really goofy thing in the last one, is that, like, everything was a look on the, the person's face, like, yeah. when they're with the doctor, and they're saving people off of the, the broken crawler as the worm is coming, he's just like, I don't care about the spice, like, I don't care, like, we gotta get these people out, and she does a look of, like, oh, fuck, maybe this guy is different. Like, it, she doesn't say it. I don't have to hear her thinking, like, <laughs> he cares about the people, not the yeah. machinery. Yeah. Like, I can see it conveyed on her face. I and- like
3: this dude. I was.
0: <laughs>
2: I feel like they they, well, sh- they should have given a little bit more time, uh, like, if Yui had one more scene. Because it's like, Yui betraying them is, is the impetus for, like, the entire... It's a huge event. But, like, him... In, in in this movie it's just like oh oh they have my wife that's why i'm doing i'm sorry they have my wife they have my wife i'm sorry but like it but if if there was another scene a little earlier that like cuz he confides in Jessica a that that, that earlier yeah. that he mm-hmm. you know he has this issue with his he doesn't know what's happened to his wife and he has this turmoil cuz he loves the Atreides and he gives paul these gifts cuz he loves paul you're talking about it in the book yeah I was yeah like, I don't so so, that at all. <laughs> so so there's if they give a little bit more not that they have to go down all these like paths to make like a 10-hour movie but like yui betraying them is such a huge thing if they just gave him one more scene to kind of put a little bit more round that out a little bit more i, I think that would have benefited the story a little bit because as for someone i was trying to put my myself in, in someone else's seat that like doesn't know kind of the background stuff like like what's this guy's motivation again like we've he's had two lines before this and now he's like betray- the biggest betrayal in like the history of the universe is going on right now, and, like, something about his wife, you know? I, don't, I think that they could have given a little bit more on that. What do you think?
1: Maybe. But I think toning some of that back and some of the, like, arrakis you know, there's mistrust of Jessica, they know that there's a spy, and so the Atreides... They glaze over that ...they, whole they thing. like, mm-hmm. don't even address it, yeah, really. And I think they're smart to just lean into... Or this adaptation is smart to just lean into the slow creeping dread and realization that they have, they have no choice. They have to, you know, as soon as that delegation shows up from the emperor and he signs with his, his ducal seal ring that they're just fucked. And there's yeah. really very little they can do to unfuck themselves. And
2: it was a, it was it more apparent like, in, the, in the Lynch one too. It's like, you know, this, his destiny is to this betrayal. Yeah. Even the Benny Jesserits say when they're in like, Oh, we've done all we can.
1: Yeah, we've we've done all we can. Yeah, and just everybody slowly realizing, you know, leading to that point, like where everybody goes to bed and they're terribly sad. And (laughs) Lando saying, "I should have married you." Like, it's I think it's better to lean into that kind of emotional moment rather than schemes and scams and all of that. Yeah, going on.
0: I touched on this when we watched the Dune one. Is that like they went too heavy handed? In there's going to be a betrayal. There's a spy. You're going to die. Like, yeah. They basically and. Not that it's a bad thing to kind of spell it out or do foreshadowing, but I, I, you know, I lamented that it's like, okay, so we meet the maid uh, whose name I forget. Shout out Mapes. Uh, shout out Mapes. So she comes in and she's like, I got to tell him there's a spy. Don't do any of that here. Instead, we get this mm. scene between her and Jessica about the knife and about the importance and about family and all these different things that like, I like that interaction way better this time around and i was a little sad that i had seen the lynch version because i knew a betrayal was coming and i knew who it was where this movie does play it for more of a surprise but there are so few scenes with the doctor that it again it's just a oh shit from within their own house not like no the doctor why ah. <laughs> yeah. and the, uh, not, the doctor. not the doctor imperial conditioning betrayed him yeah but the fact that he then goes and he's like i'm sorry i just like i gotta get my wife out like i'm so sorry that's enough for me and kind of oscar okay. isaac just sitting there with that like paralyzing look on his face of just like almost as if i would have done the same thing if i were in your shoes i would have done know. anything he's just for a good the... guy till the end that's what ultimately got him yeah <laughs> So I don't think that the betrayal doesn't play as big as maybe Yuri is suggesting in the book, but I don't think it was a like, oh, I wish this was a grander moment because it's part of the greater invasion yeah. of Arrakis from the Harkonnens and the, the Emperor's Guard. Like because it's one element of this bigger just overtaking of the planet, I w- it was just it was able to be just a smaller moment in a bigger, you know, this house is fucked kind of situation but i did really like the scene where they are signing over the, like the decree or whatever so and he ass. looks up at the herald of the emperor and he's just like so it's done and he's like it's done and you can kind of see like oh shit fates are sealed done not like the signing is done and everyone can go about their day mm-hmm. <laughs> That was so badass when like the Emperor's the delegation came and their spacing
2: guild and all sorts of other kooky. That movie. massive oriental rug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, they, love like, I love like when people are landing in, in uh spaceships in this movie, like the door opens and everyone's just standing there precariously, like right where oh, the door's right opening. Yeah. It's just and so it's just cool. Like- they get like escalated down like <laughs> I was gonna say they like shimmy <laughs> down because they would have slipped down that Oriental Road. Like they're the, doing the sandwalk. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 Emperor's like delegate, he was so badass looking. Like the all the costing are incredible. incredible. Mm-hmm.
0: So cool. Yeah, like, still suits are great here. Oh, perfect, yeah. All of the, you know, Atreides house, you know, uniforms are great. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they got rid of like the
3: purpley wine stained mentat look and they went for more of like just just a little like, tattoo. Yeah. 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 The one thing, though, they didn't really explain, it. I noticed this, they didn't explain what a Mentat was, which I think they could have no. done with a throwaway
0: line. That was one of the things did that Did they say the me. word Mentat in the movie at oh, all? I don't think so. They ah, just kept referring yeah. to them by name. Like, not Mentat, but, like, the name of each individual yeah. one. Because that was, that was one of the characters where I was like, wait... Who is this guy in the other one? I don't remember.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't remember him specifically. But yeah, oh eyebrows. yeah, the eyebrows. Yeah, there's no eyebrows in this. That's what I think. That's what threw me then. I, think, I, think, <laughs> I did yeah. love his little parasol though.
2: That was oh, great. I thought yeah. Through Fear was was great. I mean, but then again, I mean, you could start nitpicking like, oh, they didn't go into like what a mentat was. They didn't go into you know.
3: But also, what, I'm just oh, saying like that's something that like could have taken no screen time whatsoever or any like it took in a few seconds you would have said these are super human computers that yeah whatever you know what i mean
0: they do i like the way they show that they're kind of that where he rolls the eyes completely back oh yeah yeah, and yeah. i mean and it's just a understand. white just that. there's, there's yeah. something
3: going on where they're just they're very
0: smart yeah and it's a good way to convey that like oh he's almost like searching his data banks for the answer to the question right um so i thought that was a cool way to show that they know a lot even if you don't explain what they are as a creature or as a species or whatever yeah. they are, but I thought that was cool. They are just human. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They're just trained.
3: What do you guys think? And that it obviously wasn't important in the Lynch one, but no dinner scene here, no banquet scene.
2: That's a big scene, but I feel like they got the vibe of that. It's
3: it was told in different scenes around, yeah. In, in short, it was a big. Uh, dinner scene in between them landing there and the battle hmm. which just has all these power players It has leokines It has all these people talking about like the head of the smugglers irresponsibility of like you know a lot more water discipline which I'm glad they went and did some <laughs> water discipline shit in here there was some yeah, there not was some, a ton not a ton you got your some. spit scene I got my spit which was yeah. good which I thought was great and it made for a funny scene for people who just did not expect it mm-hmm. I was like I'm like Stillgar's about to spit right now <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, he was great I yeah. love Tavi Arbredem in this. He was really good. Oh, he's oh great, yeah. God. Yeah,
2: Stilgar, perfect.
0: Cast. Perfect, I yeah. I can't imagine a better mm-hmm. You portrayal. are Moab <laughs>
1: <laughs> You should be
3: called
2: Dib. <laughs> I love that. It's,
3: my favorite. it's like favorite Lynch line of the whole so movie. So good.
2: But yeah, Fun. I mean, a couple scenes missing. I'm like the Jessica's garden scene too, which was which was touched on a little bit with like the tree. They, the, the, they the the
3: ecological. The in there. in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was going to say just seeing the plants in the ecological center was cool.
2: yeah real quick in the book there's like a hidden in the castle uh, of Arakeen, there's like a hidden uh like garden that like has tons of water and everything mm-hmm. there's you know a little note written on a leaf you know warning Jessica of the betrayal you know it's gonna happen mm-hmm. so I mean a couple scenes not not in there yeah. but
0: I'm still still the, that vibe got portrayed yeah in other ways I like the hunter seeker a lot better here than i did in the last one Mm -hmm. i thought the look of it was cooler it wasn't just a floating needle it like it looked looked like a little bug bug, like a yeah you know it was darting around it was the way it moved was a lot better and the way that he was kind of hiding amongst his little like projector projector classroom learning his film book yeah (laughs) which i like that i like that a lot better too the way that he's studying it wasn't just a quick like dune desert planet arrakis Cool. We're moving on. I know everything about it now. Like well, it's it was... funny
3: because, like, that's good because in the in the book or whatever, even early on, Thufir, I think, is the one telling him about it. Yeah. Instead, instead of the that. film book.
0: So it was good to sort of see a quick thing of that. And the um, fact that he kept going back to using it was like, oh, he just wants to study. He just yeah, wants yeah, yeah, to yeah. learn more. He wants to become smarter as opposed to just one scene of him doing it. And then we move on and yet he has all of the info that he needs. It shows that, like, he's not done learning and growing throughout this which is good because it helps with that transition yeah. towards the end
3: how did you feel and i felt like it, it, it was pretty natural but as far as the exposition was it i don't think it felt heavy handed at all i felt like it was natural mm-hmm. it landed where it needed to Where did something you expected need to be explained did so within a reasonable time frame whether it was right there and then or a little later on
0: yeah and i think they did it was kind of almost like a sorkin-esque of like a walk and talk of like okay we have to travel here i'm going to explain to you some exposition you know, or we're using the video books. I feel like everything that they wanted to pass along was part of a conversation or part of like a traveling sequence. So it never yeah. felt like I'm just sitting there going, okay, what? What are you talking about? Like, this doesn't make any sense. You're throwing a lot of words at me and I don't, you know, I don't like right, it. Right. Right. So I thought, yeah, I thought everything was clear and concise. And I'm sure I missed some elements of it, but it seemed like it was... Yeah,
3: I definitely... And, and maybe just because the sound design was amazing, but there were times where I just had a hard time hearing some of the dialogue. Yeah. When now when I go to watch HBO Max, I'll watch it with subtitles. I want to oh, watch yeah. it with subtitles. I, yeah. I like, was
1: like, to have my thumb like, <laughs> like, like yeah. where are they? <laughs> the yeah. Especially
2: when the Baron... And I thought the Baron was was really good. I felt like he was a little too low and like croaky with the talking. and like a, Maybe a little too brooding. He needed a little bit more pep from from me. For me I know? think just that they conveyed like how fat and labored he is. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, just
3: like moving yeah. around, just
0: he doesn't have a lot of lines. He's he not in it. He's not much. in it very
3: much. Yeah.
2: I was waiting for like a character to have a real monologue, like a real long kind of monologue. There wasn't a lot of that here, where just, someone yeah. where really would you have has time a for speech. it. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, Paul in the tent, he really lays into Jessica, because, like, it's, as, as soon as, like, Paul gets a good whiff of spice, he, he like, does, like, off. 180. He gets, yeah. he gets He gets turned and he, he really lays into Jessica in the tent for, like, like, all night, he's, like, yelling at her about, like, you know. And he, and he, and he, and he did. It's not like he a did. domestic dispute on the <laughs> He did, like, and, and they did a good job portraying that, because she's, like, Falling to pieces because Paul's pissed at, like, yeah, I'm a freak, and this and that, and my father's dead, and I'm not even sad about it, and, and it's, like, this whole thing. They did a good job kind of consolidating that, but, again, like, my only, like, kind of criticism is, like, I just, you know, wanted more. I mean, a two-and-a-half-hour movie, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to ask for more and more, but, yeah, like, just more from the characters, more dialogue, you know, more de- more depth, too, but I, I, it's all there. It's expressed, I just... Like, a big, long monologue from, from a character or two, just really kind of going into going into it would be good.
3: Right, right. What do you guys think about, like, the world building? In what sense? Well, in the sense that, especially for someone, I mean, for us, we're so used to it by now, and even Adam a little bit as far as seeing the Lynch one, but as far as, like, seeing Caladan, the desert planet, I mean, I liked how they showed, even in the beginning, where they're showing, like, rain with the, on the window, on
1: mm-hmm. on
3: Paul's face, and how... Lush it is, not like not lush, but I mean.
1: Yeah, it's it's green, it's watery. I really liked. There's a right as they're getting ready to leave, and everybody that they are packing the stuff up. The bull's head is going in the box. Oh, it's great. They're Packing and... the portrait up, and then you see Paul down by the water, and he reaches in and touches the water because yeah, I remember yeah. that being an important, like him saying goodbye to the water for the last time, as they know they all know, like we will never be back here again.
0: Yeah, right,
1: like, right. Yeah, every. Yeah, it's just how I imagined cool. it. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. It maybe could have used I missed a little bit of some of the David Lynch goofiness, but then you would get just a little bit of flavor. Like, a little bit. Why yeah. is Jessica wearing a, a chainmail over her face? <laughs> this is great. Like just enough
3: right. tasteful
1: style to to give it some extra spice, mm. if you will.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Arrakis looked great. Arraki, yeah. Arrakis, Arrakis looked excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um all these Things that I think in a a worse movie would become focal points of, like, we have to close the walls off because, like, you just see people doing these things clearly to help, you know, lock them in and keep the the desert out. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, keeping the sun out, keeping, mm -hmm. you know, the heat out.
1: Yeah, it feels very lived in.
0: Yeah. 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 I like how quickly they were able to be like, listen, it's not just that it's hot, it's that it will kill you at all hours that aren't. 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like if you are out there without anything, like they even say, like if you don't have the still suit, it's two hours. I'm like, that's it. That's all you got. Right, right. And if you're, if we're gonna stand here with these doors open, like we're all gonna die because we're in the middle of the fucking desert planet. Like you're screwed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was
3: like fifty. I was like fifty fifty if they were gonna say the word feces or urine with still suits. <laughs> they oh, yeah. They didn't. They didn't.
0: No, it was tears and sweat that they really. Honed in on as being yeah. the thing that yeah, they... Yeah. it'll process your poop though. That's that's true. That's not a that's not a question.
3: But like Kynes that... and the Lynch ones did it like so matter of fact. He goes, "Feces, you know, and your, matter. And your fecal matter, fecal <laughs> yeah. matter."
2: But uh, yeah, the
3: harvester scene is excellent.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's a one of the. Yeah, highlights. and I, I
2: love that. Like just to like a little tidbit there when when Paul's like influenced by the spice and about to get, he's like, "Oh, I hear you. I hear the footsteps, old man," because the Fremen call the the worms old men of the desert sometimes and it's just a cool little nod yeah. there and just, oh, i didn't i didn't even know that um it's just in like i love how like it kind of showed didn't fully show the worm the first couple times it just shows like a little
0: whirlwind of you know the worm just sucking things down we never really get a good worm shot even the one we get at the end and, and it's night. almost too dark yeah yeah to well, see which was i was a little bummed about
1: yeah but there was also there was some weird lighting issues going on at in the, the movie back theater? Of the theater yeah that whirlwind. was causing
0: that was it was so far away like the it like exit. That. was it, it, it the exit
2: signs or something something was shining on either I side think it of the was screen something
1: at like in the projection room itself was oh, hitting okay. the back like cuz you could see it the back of chairs Yeah it oh, looked
0: I don't think Mr. Science Theater in the corner <laughs> Yeah <it> was, <laughs> yeah I missed that yeah. but it was really dark in those sequences cuz again they're shooting at night it's just right right the desert I think the two moons are probably covered up by clouds or whatever so it was just a little too dark for what ultimately is the glamour shot of the worm because all we really get is the backs and the mouth when it's swallowing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I was a little disappointed by that. But again, I'll have to check it out on TV and see if that was just the theater messing it up. Or yeah. if the, the movie itself is a little too dark. You know, I, I don't Possibly, know yet. Yeah. Definitely
2: yeah. doing a TV subtitles rewatch
0: soon. Yeah. <laughs> tonight, do you do when you get on tonight. <laughs> so we're yeah, I was going to say, soon.
1: Put it on the plasma. Yeah. Yeah.
0: By the time this goes out, Brian will have already seen it three times, I'm sure. <laughs> we got a little bit of a warm riding little... Uh,
2: so, yeah. a little, little yeah.
0: flash there that was really cool and I love that throughout the whole movie Leto is Oscar Isaac is like we have air power we have water power I want desert power like mm-hmm. that's going to be the thing that will help us especially if we're there like we need to work with the Fremen I'm coming here not as a overlord not as a baron not as a dictator but like a bridge to these people and bringing them in to the fold kind of thing uh, and so, if we're nice to them, they'll help us out. So, let's go and let's be nice and be actually genuinely nice and not just, like, treacherously nice to get what we want out of it. But I love the, like, the line where he's just like, ah, desert power. And mm-hmm. As you see the person yeah, riding yeah. the worm, I thought that was Oscar really cool. Oscar
3: Isaac did really good in this. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed his yeah, portrayal. I mean, everybody just... They crushed it, dude. They I think dahl really
0: did a good job, yeah. What did you think of Josh Brolin's uh, gurney, Brian? Um, to me, it will always be Patrick Stewart. I know. That's why I'm asking. I, I feel, honestly, I... If
2: I I think he may have been the weakest link, but everyone oh. was very good. I thought he was a little, a little too hammy. He a little hammy, yeah. Uh,
0: the sparring scene he's pretty hammy.
2: Yeah, I, I, it, he turned. He could have toned it down a little bit. Uh, yeah. with that, but he's, he did a great job. I mean, everyone is excellent yeah. in there.
3: But not a Balzac in sight, dude. No, he, <laughs> no it, it was is. mentioned. Oh, it, oh, it is. There?
2: You
1: see it when the oh, when they show up when the Harkonnens like like show up and ambush them Where
3: they kick and he and wakes
1: kick it up <laughs> he wakes up and comes out of his bunk you see it right in his bed <sighs> next to him.
3: what what is this it's an instrument that he plays in the book it's oh. like the, the lynch one it's over his shoulder when he walked into the room i think there there was a scene
2: of him like an extended scene of him playing like a full song in in the Lynch that got cut, but it, it shows up throughout the books. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. Like, yeah. he's, like, he's one like one a, of the best. He's very yeah. He's like a very. Universe. He's a
3: creative. He's like he's, he's into poems and he's very poetic and he sings. And he plays Stewart all day. You
2: don't see Josh. And, Br-
3: but you don't see. But, that I, I, but Br- I did see him. He had his little book. He had like a little like a his book little... of poems or whatever.
2: Yeah,
3: there's Bible. Yeah, and at one point right before they they kind of spar in the training room, Paul says something to the effect of. Oh, you're going to want to tell me a poem or something today? Yeah, want you sing a song or play a song? song. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they did not mention that he does have that little softy spot, but...
1: Nope. You see the neck yeah. of the ballast as I he gets up
3: that. for yeah. five seconds. Gotcha. it. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, Duncan Idaho? Jason Momoa? Way
0: better than Close the Duncan perfect. Idaho in the last movie, who was in it yeah. for thirty. He's so forgettable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually get the sense here that he's a capable and amazing fighter, whereas in the last one, you see him and then you see him die pretty much yeah. immediately. Yeah. In Duncan Idaho, I mean, it has to be
2: a guy that has like a lot of swagger and like be really resourceful because his mission was to be just dropped on Arrakis and like befriend the leader of the Fremen in like in like three weeks. He's like, oh yeah, I did that. Yeah. Like, they totally love us. It's cool. And, yeah. like, he, it's got to be a guy that
0: that's. He even agreed to come here. Yeah. Like, nobody <laughs> would have I think, ever done that. I think that.
2: Jason Momoa pulled that off perfectly. I thought that it was great. Yeah. It was convincing. Mm-hmm.
1: I know you were concerned about him. I, I was. Um, going into <laughs> this. <laughs> but I thought he was excellent. He was actually one of the high points. Yeah. The, the Duncan sequences in particular. He steals were he's high a, He marks. was
2: stealing scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And his sacrifice and all of that him stealing the doctor and flying off was so exciting
2: mm-hmm. yeah like, like telling like he him. just like
0: killed a few of the Sardacar and like the other ones just were backing off and just yeah. let him get into the <laughs> the Thopter. well i think he killed the Sardacar and then the harkening soldiers were like nope yeah yeah nope. he just took down the most badass dudes in he the just, whole like waves them away galaxy uh <laughs> no thank you yeah <laughs> He got the jump on one, but then he just killed the other two. So, like, no. Yeah. Uh, the hallway fight scene was great, though. Kind of dumb on his part to scream, I'm alive! And then start killing more people. <laughs> like, if you just did it quietly, man, you probably could have taken them all out. You would have died anyway, but at least you would have got a few more. Yeah, yeah. The way they showed how the shields work was ingenious. Oh, like, shields are when It's,
2: it's red when it's, when, yeah, you know, slow, yeah, yeah. When you go slow, the shield isn't as resistant. But the way that they showed that was just
0: genius. hmm Yeah, much better. There's still that, like, vibration, and you can tell that there's something is changing when it goes through. But at least you can see the people.
3: Yeah, because they explain it like a static sort of a, like, charge or whatever Mm. in in the book.
2: And it's a good way to keep the movie—it's PG-13, right? Yeah. It's a good way to keep the gore down— by with the shields, like oh, it's red, which signifies someone has a mortal wound. Yeah. without mm-hmm. like blood flying everywhere, yeah. you know what I mean. So
3: there was a good amount of like blood in it. I think there's like one scene that was just like people were just massacred and there's blood all over.
0: Well, it's more stagnant blood. Where it's, it's stagnant, like, you're right. Yeah, it's not it's a bloody handprint. Yeah, planet. bloody handprint from Mapes and blood on Joni's hands. Yeah. Uh, blood <laughs> planet. Yeah. So yeah, it, the blood letting planet, which is just a puddle of blood. It doesn't need to be a rated R movie. You no, know, it doesn't. It doesn't. it, no. it totally does But you can get some of that like more visceral look of like having blood in your film mm-hmm. if it is just stagnant on people rather than. I don't need a blood pack. I don't need, you know, explosions of blood up the backs of, yeah. you know, stomachs when they're being stabbed or whatever. Like I don't no, need No, and, any of and
3: that. even in the book they never even mentioned anything like that. That's like, not a lot of gore. Yeah.
1: yeah. What
0: would you guys think of the score? Oh, great.
1: Fantastic.
0: The the thing that I touched <laughs> no on notes. at the end of <laughs> no, no. <laughs> The thing I touched on at the end of last episode was like the stuff that's been in the trailer of like the yeah. like that kind of Almost like native singing uh, kind of thing. Arabic, loved, yeah, I yeah, loved that. Yeah, every time that popped up, it was great. It signified importance. It, like it hit all of the right tones, and I just like loved its inclusion. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's also the score is fantastic. I love um, a lot of good drums. Mm-hmm. A lot of drum yeah. happening, but there's also large. Swaths of this movie that are very quiet. Mm-hmm.
3: There are like more like ethereal and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which
1: you, you notice as you're trying to put like a bunch of Junior Mints in your hand quietly. You're like, I am, oh, yeah, I, I, and I, I think there were times you're trying kind of to, your time in to be a little a while. more yeah.
3: Than, yeah. And then it went dead quiet, and you're like,
1: ugh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all right.
0: So I made sure I finish my Bunch of Crunch before the movie because <laughs> otherwise it would have just been a bunch of noise. That was a good choice. The, the Bunch
2: of Crunch was a good choice. I saw that. That's I wouldn't reach for that, but it's a
0: classic. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's it's good. a sleeper. <laughs> yeah. It's a little noisy though, so you got to finish it. before it's that crunch, yeah. yeah. Put it
1: all in the popcorn. Yes, yeah, that. yeah. Oh
0: my God, see, that's the move. But um, anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yes, but like again, very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. So when you do hear the score, you definitely you feel something. But yeah, just very primal.
3: Yeah, very exotic. It makes you. Yeah, even on calendar they didn't have any that sort of like a a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, mu- a type of music, and then. Uh, Once we get to Arrakis it gets yeah, sorry, I was thinking of the score. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the drumming, the drumming. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It sounds like a like a Home Depot bucket, but
1: Yeah. When the Benny Gesserit show up on Caladan, that's so
2: good.
1: Yeah,
2: just, and it's raining and they're just like they're silhouette walking. In. Yeah. Oh it's great. Yeah, great so shots. Bad. Yeah. The way the frames, the
0: how they shot everything, lit everything looks excellent. Yeah. The box scene was amazing in this. Yeah, very good. Oh, Paul's so good. face Facial reactions and like his whole demeanor changes, and the pain, and intercutting that with Jessica guarding the door and like crying because she's about to lose her son.
2: Yeah,
0: like they don't go into the whole like a man's never been attempted this. Yeah, Our only women survive this thing. Like they didn't go into that part of it, but you could tell that she's just like, no, he's fucked. Like he's like but my you, son you can is tell gonna too, die. When she comes back in, that he's she's like genuinely shocked that, that he's, he's standing like standing there, yeah. and the way he's standing there too is such like a power stance of just like, what I just took on your test. And I passed it with flying colors, and I stood you, like, I looked you in the eye. Right. And then he's standing there, like, broad shoulders and everything. It was just, like, a great power stance.
2: Was there the, um, they tried and failed, no, they tried and died, the line in this? No, there no. wasn't. Interesting. It just, you
1: know, she's just like, you succeeded, congrats, little mm-hmm. human. Basically, like, have a good life. Yeah. And then she walks, it's a very, very stripped down mm-hmm. version of... Mm-hmm. The conversation we get in the books and in the Lynch adaptation, which I think works. You know, you get the little bit of exposition of Jessica chose to have a son instead of a daughter, and therefore, like, is kind of on the outs with this group, and they're going to try to help them, but they're kind of fucked going on Arrakis, and then... Yeah. And then she's off.
0: And I love the line, too, of, like, we had a plan. You were just supposed to do daughters because we have to crossbreed these houses. We're not done yet. We're close. But, like, you fucked up. But you had the hubris to think you could birth the quits at Hatterag. Yeah. So, like, you don't get that going into the test, which is fine. But coming out of it, you at least get the explanation of, like, why that test was important, why Paul is important, why Jessica kind of is on the outs. Like, you get it all very quickly. And again, you know, just a walking away scene. So you get that exposition via... She's still sitting in the chair with the box in her hand going, this is why this is important, yeah. and this is why everything's this. And I love that Paul, like, was just in the background, and when Jessica turns and sees Paul was listening, it was just like, fuck. And he's like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't so much that Jessica felt like she had the hubris to, like,
2: skip... Because the quiz that had her who was... Planning to happen on the next generation. It's just that she loved Leto. This is something they didn't really touch on in the well, movie. She loved Leto so much. He wanted a son, and she, she, she generated the son because she loved Leto. But she told the mother, "I would never. I vowed never to regret my decision." Which is a line they had in the Lynch movie, but not in this one.
1: This is well because I think one thing that I, again, got through the media blackout was a lot of people talking about you know. The adaptation wants to flesh out more of the female characters, which for at least book one of Dune really essentially means Jessica. Mm. And I think in this adaptation, it's not explicit, but they have flipped her motivations around a little bit, Mm. you know, because in the book it does. She does make this choice. She upends her whole life for handsome, beautiful Duke Leto, who she loves no matter what. And I think in the movie they're implying she does do it a little bit to be like, I can fucking do it.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that conversation that she has with him, he says, You had my son and I trusted you. Yeah. Which sort of implies, like, he was not the one saying, I want a son, I need a son, I need a son.
0: Interesting. I mean, it kind of implied. Well, it kind of implied that, like, she gave him what he wanted Wanted. and therefore he's like,
1: She's more to
0: him than just a concubine. Concubine. Yeah. And we get that with the line of, I should have married you as well. Like, it proves that they have a special bond and like maybe that is what produced the the quizmaster <laughs> earlier than <laughs> earlier than anticipated
1: but i think yeah i think she is more overtly ambitious
3: but she's more frail in this movie too.
1: Yeah, a little bit more. She's not like as confident
3: see... and stuff. What's going on? She
2: for well, the scenes where she breaks down in the movie is is when she like when she breaks. She really does have a meltdown in the tent. But like up until that point in the book, she's like the Terminator pretty much. Like she she just dominates. You know, conversations. She like tells people what to do. And but yeah, she she does seem a little bit more affected in in. She's a little more emotional,
3: Not a little more a human, fault. I think. Yeah.
0: But only really in the affairs of Paul.
3: No, like, no, you're, true, no yeah. you, you're absolutely right. With Paul, yeah. She's yeah.
0: strong with the Reverend Mother. Like, she's strong with the other people she has to be strong with. Like, she's strong she's, against Javier Bardem in a much better way than just, I've got you in a neck grip. Like, she actually beats him yeah. in a fisticuff cuff style yeah. way. But anytime Paul is at risk, that's when she, break, she gets emotional because her plan is now falling yeah, apart. She, she, she loses She goes all.
3: full Mother Bear and she does exactly mm-hmm. what she what she's supposed to be doing. But, yeah. yeah, the connection there, emotionally, is a lot better here than it was mm-hmm. ever conveyed. Even in the book, to be quite honest with you.
1: Yeah, she can be a <laughs> bit of a... She can be very opaque. Whereas, here, you can see her. Like you, you can, even see, get you can her see her like, like, face. There's like a lot when, of
3: face acting in this. Yeah, story. Mm-hmm.
1: when the... Benny Jesserick come off of the Imperial delegation ship, and like she makes eye contact. She's with like, the "Oh Reverend shit!" Mother. She's like, "Oh fuck!" I didn't know you were gonna <laughs> you be know, here. Shit. <laughs> oh no!
2: If she, it's like she didn't like expect her to be there. In a sense, it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, I'm gonna get yelled at tonight." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. great mom's home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
3: even with the the role reversal with Kinds, you have more of a female presence in mm-hmm. the movie too. Yeah, it makes sense. Which I mean, makes sense. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think. Yeah, there are there are elements of Herbert's work that I think are are really forward thinking, but there are also parts of it that are you know a little bit gender essential. Yeah,
2: he doesn't really know how to write describe what love is really <laughs> at all. Um, the the extent of him kind of describing. I think family love he's good like as far as like father know, son father, mother, yeah in yeah. like brother sister later in the books too but like as far as like romantic relationships like he, he just rule right lines like oh I, I love you Paul and Choney's love is <laughs> never Choni, <laughs> it's,
1: it's
3: just like oh I saw that this hot girl in my,
2: my <laughs> visions and I love you and it's like it's never really explained what their bond is as much but yeah, I mean,
0: I, I totally see what you're saying about, like, how Herbert falls short in that in, in sense a oh, yeah. little bit. Uh-huh. Well, thankfully, there aren't a ton of those kinds of relationships here in this movie, at the very least. Like, we yeah. might get that being a bit more problematic in a part two with Paul and Johnny. Is that... Please, yes, thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, like, forgetting the, the, what it There's an A is. after the H, yeah. <laughs> um, so that might become more problematic later down the line. But again, I think... A, the filmmakers have done enough to probably add in and they'll probably be able to kind of make that a bit more important. I and think less they'll be able to tell on yeah, superficial. Just the actors will do a good job. Yeah. Cause you can show each that. Other. <laughs> whereas the book, you you have to tell it, you can't show it. Yeah. So you have to show, you'll yeah. be able to show it in the, in the movie. But speaking of Johnny, what did you guys think of her official introduction at the end and kind of his ingratiating himself into the Fremen, that final battle. What did you guys think of kind of the the culmination here for this first movie? It's where I thought it would end. I, I honestly thought it would go a
2: little bit past it all, but they wanted to end on an action note, I guess. It, it, it's kind of like, as far as like a three-act story, they're introducing, uh, you know, your final uh, apex kind of action moment at a character we like kind of just met too and like we don't really know which may feel for you know a viewer not familiar with the story may feel kind of like a kind of a clunky kind of ending in a sense i don't how do you guys feel like where it ended it's where they probably chose the end. best
3: place to do it before we really get to see the fremen world of things yeah mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting because
2: we still I, got some story before the time jump no, too, so the mo- the next movie would be. Right, but start. I was
3: out of curiosity because I've been re- rereading the book. I haven't completely caught up to where we, where this movie ends. But that the Jama Jamis, Jamis, whatever fight mm-hmm. ends about at like the four hundred page mark, and the book is six hundred pages. So I mean we're
0: two A little, third- little over half. Yeah, left.
3: yeah. Okay. So I mean they, to fill maybe the same amount of time for the next movie, they're gonna
2: mm-hmm. have to do.
0: Well, I, yeah, I, think I think they won't have. A There'll be extended with that. battle sequences. Yeah. And there's stuff a lot of. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: There's a lot like with Paul tripping out too. That can be extended. Bring it. So, yeah, that's wait. what it's I want. That's gonna be a yeah. full 2001 space <laughs> <Yeah>. song. <you laughs> yeah.
3: yeah,
1: and you have you know Jessica as well. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish it was longer.
2: I know. <laughs> oh, I know. I was ready for another two and a half hours. I had my still suit I on. I was going lit- to recycle my. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was wearing my still suit. I was going to recycle my, my urine and was my feces. Full,
3: and... dude.
0: <laughs> You'll get your chance, Brian. I'm yeah. sure there'll be double features when a part two comes out. Yeah, I know. I'm just ready to watch the second part, third, fourth, fifth. But how did you guys feel about the the battle itself, the climactic battle, if you will, between the attack on Arrakis? Well, the attack on Arrakis was amazing like yeah, the yeah, explosions yeah. the way it blew up the way people weren't just doing you Slips. know monkey flips and <laughs> yeah, whatnot um Will that, that screams everywhere. Yeah, yeah uh but no like paul's <laughs> paul's fight where he you know becomes essentially the leader of this fremen cell
3: it was good i liked it. i liked that it was it was there was no score to it which i noticed that mm-hmm. it was just kind of raw and kind of mm-hmm. that also wasn't very theatrical in nature it was just kind mm-hmm. of like a raw knife fight and Jamal was like a lunatic in this, dude. Yeah.
2: He's, he is, he's 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 unhinged he, in the yeah, book. Yeah, Jamal. he is, yeah. Everyone tries to convince really him, like, good... you don't want this smoke, you know, and but he <laughs> does it anyway. <laughs> the, the motivation of the fight is a little different than the book because Jamas challenges Paul directly, right? He doesn't... Or no, he or does he challenge... If you remember, does he challenge Jessica and Paul's his champion? Is that
1: I, consistent? I can That's, can't a, that's remember. a detail,
2: yeah. But did, did you notice that they called Jessica... The, so, so, I, uh,
1: Sayadina. Say,
2: Sayadina, which is a name that they don't give her till a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't choose to give her till later. That's like the name from the um, their their uh,
1: Reverend mothers their Reverend, yeah. the Wild Reverend Mothers in the Fremen community, if you will.
3: No, I don't think they showed it here and there certainly wasn't any explanation or conversation around it, but Paul crying over Jamaz because that was a big deal in the book, too. Yeah, yeah, they was no, no a
1: little tear.
2: There was a tear, but no one noticed no one it. I was it. waiting there for was like it? a finger to come off camera and be like, he gives a watch for the dead. Just like... Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. Well, it, They cut it out in the Lynch one. He does He does cry, and everyone goes over and like takes turns touching Paul's tears. And and you know it's a big thing when you cry in front yeah. of Culture, you're um, wasting water. Wasting water, waste, yeah, dead, you, yeah. You're giving the water. The, yeah, there's a whole like funeral scene, which is probably going to be in the next. Because they are there. still
3: carrying his body. They're like, yeah, yeah. like a funeral. <laughs> I
0: thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, the little like rig they had for it. It's great. I hope that they have
2: one thing I loved about the book is after he kills him, they're like, okay, here's his wife and his kids. They're yours now, <laughs> and, Paul... <laughs> and the kids like eight, and Paul's like fifteen yeah it's just really goofy and funny i hope that's in the you can call one. me moab dad <laughs> moab and they're dad. like following you him around Moab, and...
1: moab Dad.
2: <laughs> like immediately after moab he team. kills him they just like cart in his family and this is like this is yours now mm-hmm. and they're just have to be okay with it and paul starts ordering them around and sends the wife on coffee duty
0: they don't say moab at all in this no. no 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 they don't give him his names they don't do anything they, they, yeah. they say ma a few times yeah they I use some paul of the names some, yeah Paul hugs
2: himself the Muad'Dib The
3: only explanation was the the hand of God or whatever it was on the first moon, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then they see the little mouse. The little
0: mouse is, yeah. is
1: around. The mouse looks great. A good great. pet. Uh,
0: yeah. I love that be a pet? <laughs> I loved the. Uh, you see the water going down his ears and it like it funnels right to his face so he can like drink the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really clever. And when they're in the tent, you could see it going through the little veins. And I like that too. a lot.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of cool detail. I mean, you could tell the guy like loved the book. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
2: yeah i you can totally tell because like you know obviously you have to make these concessions and consolidate different things for for film and he did it and he didn't like rearrange things like you know obscenely or like go against what the whole vibe of the book is and i just told it beautifully on film i give him an a
0: (laughs) anything you didn't like about it um I mean, for me, it, like, it does kind of feel a little bit of a letdown in the ending. But knowing that it's a part two, I'm, I'm willing to forgive it. Yeah. You know, I could easily see someone coming away and being like, that's half a story you just told me. Your big ending moment of him coming into his own as a man and winning this fight that he's kind of been trained his whole life to win a fight. It does kind of feel like, okay, cool. So you beat that one random stranger who you just met and wanted yeah. to kill your mom. But like those people that just destroyed your whole family and the place that you call home for the last couple of weeks, they're still out there and you're just kind of like, all right, I'm going off into the desert with these people now. Like it does kind of feel a little bit of a letdown, but I'm willing to go along for the ride. Like I'm willing to say this is episode one and the next episode will conclude this cliffhanger of sorts. So I don't... It doesn't take anything away from that because I still enjoyed so much of what came before it yeah. that I'm willing to excuse that, but I can easily see how people wouldn't be. Bridget? Oh, so you really I liked it? Uh, I
1: really liked <laughs> it. There were a couple times I'm like, all right, I've seen enough shots of Zendaya in the desert. Like, enough. There's, mm. Yeah, there's a there's lot. lot. There's a lot well, of... well,
2: she's like the young, hot actress They want to make sure she gets... I mean, it might be like in her contract. Contractually, she, like, she needs to be like 11 in... 11 minutes. Four full, full minutes, yeah. 15 minutes of...
1: Yeah.
2: Like, we is, get it, mean, you're dreaming of Chani. Like
1: her, yeah. yeah. But I I could see that becoming tedious if you don't, if you're not familiar with the book. Or maybe not. Maybe you're a big Zendaya fan.
2: Who's to say? Um, no, I agree. I, I, there was, like, one too many shots. Of, it's like, we get it, you're dreaming of Chani.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, even if you are a Zendaya fan, you're walking away disappointed no matter what. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Then you're like, why was she in all the trailers? When do we meet her?
2: Yeah. I mean, she'll have a huge part in part two, but... yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
2: I mean, she's there.
1: <laughs> I don't think. So.
3: I think they're gonna she's... they're gonna write in some stuff for her. 100%. Yeah, and like I said, that they are only they like two hundred pages left after this for part two. They're going to, unless they start borrowing from Messiah or some other appendices or something like that.
0: But and I would assume they'll cut the "This is your family now" bit that you were just talking about, and she'll kind of take the proxy mm. for her. this is like. You're like they'll be his wife, as opposed yeah. to they'll probably have a here's lot random wife. Family dynamics,
3: <laughs> like they didn't have Leto 2 at all in
2: the Lynch one. Well, yeah, I mean, like, the, yeah, and that's kind of important. I, in, well, I don't. I could see them cutting <laughs> that. I mean, Paul has a son, and he's like m- murdered. They don't even explain how they get Aaliyah from the CH to. To Erikaean at the end of the again, movie, again, that's even, and and that's that's off the show, yeah. They, she, and that's that was a, that was another yeah. pl- one of the many plot holes in Lynch's one. But yeah, I th- I think they'll take time to to show that yes, Paul does have a son and he gets murdered. Yeah, they'll probably put that in. Yeah, I don't see them not doing that, even though it's not like the biggest plot device in the book either, because he's he's just like my son is dead.
1: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> and, like. So it's like, years have passed. They have a son. You don't hear or see the son in the book, and then it's he's dead. And then the book ends. <laughs> That's sort of...
2: They could make it a juicier part of the story. They can
1: make it a juicier part of the
2: they story. Can yeah, the they,
0: story. Can, like, they can make it, make it some emotion out of that, mm-hmm. too. Was there anything in the first half of the book that isn't here that you're like, damn, I really wish? I know you guys have touched on some of the elements that were combined or merged or, like... Yeah, I mean, just, a little uh,
3: even if, even if it wasn't, like, so much necessary, but again, like, things that I enjoyed reading and, like, the, the chapters on, like the banquet scene, mm-hmm. like the, the secret, uh, greenhouse scene, yeah. uh, because that introduced, like, lady fairing and count fairing and, like, there's, there's little devices and things that are in the, in this, in the book that I really enjoyed. There's one that, like, Dr. Yui, I think, gives, or Thufer to Paul that's, like, a tiny little thing that has uh it's like made of paper mache or something like that he mm-hmm. says you can't touch it with your your own finger you have to touch the edges oh, of it
2: that's his uh, oc bible that yui gives to paul that was his wife's mm. yeah
3: so that would add so that, that, that would that, add more to like the thing, whole yeah. wanna thing wani thing i do miss some of the fun elements with a like, gurney halleck with the 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 singing and the poems and I'd see their him or duncan idaho that shows up drunk to the House of Rakeen at one night in the well, book. That's a yeah, fun yeah, that, that's scene. that's
2: part of the the everyone thinks Jessica's a traitor plot device. Yeah, mm. which they they glazed over, which I get, which I I get why they did that. I mean, wh- I, like, think, I get why they did it, but I'm just saying like I would have enjoyed oh, seeing I, it like I, I that. Think what you're like, getting at is like, and one thing that's not expressed in this film is that. When they arrive on Arrakis, there, there is a status quo for like a couple weeks, like where they're kind of getting to know the planet before the the betrayal happens. Mm. There, there, there is some like chill time where like there is more character development, and they're like meeting different players on Arrakis. And there's you know in a, uh, a banquet party, there's yeah. a potluck dinner. There's like, a, like there is it. It is
3: in the movie. There's a strategy scene. Mm. Where they're all together, like all yeah, like that. I like that team. It, it is, but to your point earlier, you we're saying like they start doing like a walk and talk. Mm-hmm. They do that for like a whole chapter. Like you just learn so much about the history of Arrakis, like the stewardships, all that shit, and it's really like uh, it's important information at least. Yeah, they gotta move and move. They it. gotta move it, move it
2: along. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be the main criticism, but it, it would still work, so 100% works, So 100 works. More spider human proxy. <laughs> That, yeah. That was creepy. It's like, what? Alright, so what happened what? again? I, I <laughs> knew I saw something. There's just a, there's a we spider were on in the room. We go right? back to so the
3: second scene of Giddy, Giddy, Giddy Prime. Prime. Yeah, it, and
0: It's when the Reverend Mother's coming to basically did. talk about the plot of yeah. Git killing House Atreides.
1: And I think yeah, it's which just is part weird. of how they're so twisted. Um, So instead of, you know, having like a cow or a cat and a thing, you have a part spider, part human that they've
3: it looks like a gimp with like eight legs, yeah. like it eating have... like dog food. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and she says like, "Get that shit out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> and it like get that beast out of here. It must be <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> There's
2: not really a lot of like aliens in in at least described in the first couple novels, so I it, that's got to be some kind of like human
1: thing. Yeah, like it
2: human it's not like star wars it's like where it's like no, you go to a me, bar they, and there's like 20 different that's what i mean they just aliens. like add another
3: bar yeah like, excuse
2: me another beast into the other uh, bar it's
0: not yeah it's not like there's like twi'leks and all sorts of different yeah <laughs> i think it's just to differentiate them as a different kind of human yeah to be like look these guys have weird fucked up creatures with them mm-hmm. as opposed to the very like yeah. almost earth human house atreides where they're all just like normal mm-hmm. dudes i thought they did the floating barren thing Mm. good here oh, it it's hard, so yeah, it's hard to not make it look goofy, it's but, goofy. Like,
3: but like there's a good scene where it's like out of focus and he's sort of coming across the table that looks so when really he's going cool. to kill
0: Lido because yeah. you yeah. almost oh, see his toes just... touch the table a little yeah. bit because I liked how he was wearing that like long drapery <laughs> that covered up probably no that was smart to make him look mechanism. like a floating fat man <laughs> yeah. which is not
3: what is explained in the book like verbatim yeah, yeah.
0: so I thought I like that a lot better than just kind of like very clearly man in a wire wearing almost like a jet pack like floating around yeah. like it was in Lynch this was a much better way to convey that like this dude's wonky and weird and you know he's floating. Like they don't I don't need them to explain why he's floating. I can see the thing on his back so I know it's not like a superpower yeah. float, but I thought that was done really well.
1: And I like when they Leto's death scene is very cool, very atmospheric. I love the big long table. Hmm. Um The
3: edge of the table just covering his chunk. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, naked. So, just
1: <laughs> naked, so vulnerable um and the the drama of when the gas gets out and everybody dies like instantaneously. But I like when they come back and they send the guys in the hazmat suits. Yeah, the and in the, the Baron's corner. hiding up in the corner mm-hmm. like... <coughs> like <coughs> <laughs> <coughs> it's just <coughs> so yeah. fruitful.
0: Mm-hmm. I like how the shield was what saved him rather than just he's out of range of the mist mm-hmm. like it was in Lynch's where it's like, okay, you there's three people in the room and you killed one of them with your breath. But right. this was cool that it, like, filled the whole room, and the only reason he was able to escape is because he had the shield and the ability to fly above. Yeah. I'm sure however high the mist would rise.
2: The, the Lynch's was a little bit more accurate in the portrayal of that scene in the sense that, like, Leto kind of mistakes Piter as he was, like, so s- still kind of spun out from the from the drugs. He, he breathes on the wrong person. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, what do you think of Piter in this? He's only in, like, a couple of scenes. but
2: Not enough Piter. Not enough Mentas. Yeah, I think there's but... not I mean... enough
3: of Piter in this. Because that guy is genuinely creepy in everything he does. He's mm-hmm. in a lot of, like, movies. He's in The Prisoners. He's, like, that weirdo in Batman, The, the Dark Knight.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... He's in Ant-Man.
3: Oh, is he in, in Ant-Man? in, he's Ant-Man. in, he's okay. in
0: Suicide Squad.
1: Who is he in Dark Knight?
0: He's the one of the cops, like one of the pretend cops that's like with the Joker or something.
3: Yeah, he has like Rachel's name tag on it, yes. like and and Two Face Harvey like kidnaps oh. him and like interrogates him. Yep. Okay. I he's, mean, he yeah. just always plays like a creep, Creepy. but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, more Piter would have been good because he's like he was like partially the mastermind behind the whole plot to overthrow to to take the Hr80s down. Yeah, and he just like has like three
0: lines where he just. Yeah, it seems they just kind of almost removed the Mentats completely because yeah. they did, they are only in a couple of scenes and I just personally love me, that so. detail
3: that like we don't have robots or machines anymore because of X and now we have Mentats because of Y and mm. yeah it's just it's a cool detail that they don't really go into they it. don't go into no.
0: Cool. Well, I mean, is there anything else that you guys want to get out there? Any other final thoughts? You want to put a bow on it?
3: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I've been looking for it for a long time, and I feel like sometimes I hype myself up too much, and I think it met it with this, which, oh, yeah. is, which is which is great. So I'm glad to finally be hyped for like a good reason, mm-hmm. um, but still have a headache, even though I love the sound design and the IMAX <laughs> oh. sound. It's just blistering sometimes. In a very good way. Every time I saw Ornithopper, I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> it's gonna get loud. <laughs> um, would you but, see it in the theater again? I would, but I, I think to? I'd go, I would think it would go more to like a, like a smaller theater with the a yeah. room of I, I like I a little, a little, little more intimate.
2: I don't know how much it
0: added to like the overall, it really it's just a couple feet on either side. Yeah, but it's the picture quality better and the thumping is? of the sound. Yeah, okay. just a little bit. Like all yeah. of the other, it's basically like 1080p versus 4K. Like if you wanted to put it in a, gotcha.
3: But you're also you're at home looking at this and just the aspect of like
0: yeah it's more in your face it's more in your face and taking up your whole field of view as opposed to seeing everything on the sides or mm-hmm. you know cool. like in the theater
3: itself. I mean, go home and watch it and then decide what you've missed.
2: Yeah, I think I'll, I think I like for another viewing. I don't know if I'd sit and watch the whole. Maybe it's just kind of piece by piece to absorb you visit it. Some yeah some things. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How many
0: bags of popcorn are you giving it? <laughs> Out of what?
2: I've, uh, it's
0: I've, a special I've, Brian rating system, don't you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'll
1: huh? give it
0: five out of five bags of popcorn. Hmm. Johnny? I like a 4.5. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, like 4.5. 425, maybe? I think, yeah. I th- I've, <laughs> I've, I've four four 4.75. Okay. Okay. I think a five would be like it's, it was a transcendent experience. Right, maybe I'll dial
1: back a little bit and i go to. The
2: four point five. Okay. Well, the thing is, too, is I think once we
3: see the part two, like that being like one whole, yes. I will treat that as a whole story, a whole Correct. movie. Yeah. It. And that's another thing, too, that we didn't really mention, as far as like, because we've we had sort of like the Star Wars, we had we had the Lord of the Rings. Do you think this is in that path, Ionisov? Does it have the potential to be I think as same breath as these massive sci-fi fantasy epics? I movies? think so.
0: Yeah, I think there's enough world building. There's enough good characters. The action's good, the story's good, The there's enough to differentiate it between those that I think this could, assuming everything stays the same level of quality. Right. I mean, the books are talked about the same way as like a Lord of the Rings in terms of they have their diehard devoted fan bases. Everybody likes or doesn't like aspects of adaptations that have come before it. Of course, yeah. So it's it's kind of got already some of that built-in fandom. And I think that you bring in some of maybe the casual audience to the movie versions, and you can you can really kind of take it's, off. Of it. It's
2: it's important that that's it's, it's uh, accessible, accessible. <laughs> you know, it, it's it is important, even for like like hardcore Dune heads like would agree. As much as you want, like you're a crazy dense novel that is you know you need a dictionary to understand it so as much as you want that to be like by the book but you have other still, friends and family still, that you want
0: to yeah to you make want, them
2: feel like you're normal for reading this type you of shit you want the, you the enjoy people shit. you yeah. want the story to go to have like the masses like be able to enjoy the story too in different ways and, and really understand like you know the vibe of it which i think the movie definitely captures yeah without you know knowing all the
0: details of what a M- mentat is yeah. hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, Bridget, any final thoughts that you want to get out there before we take things home?
1: No, I just I'm want to start rereading the book.
0: Fair enough. Back
1: into it.
0: Well, Brian, I want to thank you for coming back for this special 50th episode, for joining us on this Dune journey. We'll obviously have you back for, I'm sure, plenty of other episodes along the way, but definitely whenever Dune Part 2 comes out, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be here with bells on, I'm sure. So thank you for...
1: (laughs) Thank you for your patience in waiting to talk yes. about all dune related things i oh, know we
0: could start a whole nother podcast on it there you go <laughs> special we'll give you a special uh, hosting duties yourself there but any final thoughts brian <laughs> that you want to uh get out there about the uh about the movie um, see dune
2: bring your mother and your friends and your grandmother and go see dune
0: yeah bring your men tats bring here. your <laughs> men tat.
1: bring your mother to dune and then in the car ride on the way back yell at her for making you a freak
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're not talking about till we get home mom uh great well again brian thank you so much for coming uh definitely appreciate all of your in-depth dune knowledge on this episode here but that will do it for this week's episode of fine i'll watch it remember you can uh listen to every episode of fine i'll watch it every thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. So let us know what you think of Dune Part 1 2021. Uh, Was this the best adaptation you've seen? What did you like or dislike compared to the books or other adaptations? Are you looking forward to a part two? How long are you willing to wait uh, for such a thing? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bridget. And thanks so much for listening.